Okay, so welcome to the first NBA special episode of season six. You know, people have been asking for a while for us to do more NBA special episodes. The first one we did, the first and only one actually, was in 2020. That was when the last dance came out. Wait, wait come to think of it, was the last dance in 2021 or 2020? Uh, it's 2020. 2020, yes. So it's been two years since we did our last NBA special episode. We know we've been cheating with the NBA fans because the life will be all about football. We tried to um spread out our wings a bit but we end up focusing a lot on football but this season we decided to make more dedicated nba episodes so you are going to be hearing more of this going forward at least once a month there's going to be an episode like this so for this one first of all we have two guests in the house it's not your usual crew that you roll with we have two guests in the house and the first guest we have is king Charlie King, what's up? I'm the big man, Charlie. I just chuck it. You know, one thing people should know is that he's one of the main reasons why we've put it in our minds to do a, a special NBA episode. Because after we did the first one, he hit us up and he was telling us that, Charlie, we need to do more of this. And like, he gave us more Vim. It just see the Vim, it delays more. Two years come past. But better leads than never. And then we have Atu. Atu, Charlie, what's good? Adeo, bro. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, hopefully we are going to be having the two of you on for more of these NBA episodes. And then last and definitely least, we have <laughs> the idiots of the crew, Mr. Crack. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. What they do, what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Notorious Mr. Crack, everybody knows him, so Charlie, we don't need to do any introductions for him. So, yes, today we have a very packed episode. Not too packed, but we have a lot to catch up on. But So, let's jump right into it. First topic, NBA 75. One of the most controversial things that have happened since the latter parts of last year when it was first announced. The induction was during the All-Star break. And there were quite a number of key snubs and key uh, and also some very controversial inclusions and i think there was no snub that was bigger than dwight howard right Howard didn't make the top 75 and for most people this was this was a huge thing and starting with atu Charlie howard did he deserve to be part of the 75 yes he did he absolutely did i mean that heart has been phenomenal ever since he came into the league. I mean, not so much right now, but then his first, I mean, his first few years with Orlando, he was amazing. I mean, he carried the franchise to 50-plus wins in four straight seasons. He was top five MVP 14 four times, and he was only second to be in 2010 and 2011. So, I mean, if you look at his resume, you can see that, I mean, him not being on the list is, is quite controversial and very worrisome. Okay, so um, King, do you agree with this? Okay, I think we've lost King for a bit. He'll be coming back shortly. So Charlie Crack, take us away. Howard, snub or oh, not? Oh, that was a big snub. That was actually a travesty because honestly, even if you look at some of the old heads on the list, that even when they did a top 50 and they moved to top 75 safe, I think they should have reduced some of the old heads. But then when you look at the modern ones, 
somebody like Anthony Davis, he might be a PR king, but he doesn't have Dwight Howard's accolades. Because mind you, when when AD won his his ring, he won it with Dwight also in the team. So Dwight also has one ring, AD also has one ring. But Dwight Howard has three times defensive player of the year to go according to it, uh, to go uh, uh, with it. You understand? In 2009, he led the Magic to the NBA Finals by beating LeBron in the East. Since Penny and Shaq, nobody has done great things for the Magic. Not even uh, um, um, this guy. Not even um, Agent Zero. Not even... Uh, um, I've, I've forgotten this guy. This this very good scorer that was challenging Kobe. Yes. But Dwight Howard being snapped was like, come on. I know people say this list. They go with your attitude... Uh, and and not just about football off off the uh, pitch antics and things. But if you are going to people having feuds with their teammates and things, then why is uh, Chris Paul there? Why is James Harden too there? They are not the best of teammates as well. So I think it, it was just a travesty. Uh, they they should really fix it. The next time they do the top hundred, Dwight Howard should be there. So let me run it back. So you think that there's a possibility that his feuds with teammates in the past may have played a role in him being snubbed for this list. Oh, yes. Yes, because if you look at a, a, a player like um, Kyrie Evan, you understand? Kyrie Evan is very controversial. And you know voters, this thing, is, they are done by NBA um, analysts and NBA reporters and things. You understand? That they vote. So people vote, people can vote based on their feelings. You understand and how they perceive you and we know you you know in sports we have this thing where they give some poor bad boy tax and to put you there then you have to be very 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 good in their eyes and they pitch you against it about yeah players like charles barkley over there as well who was also a very troublesome guy you understand so uh, they have this skewed mentality when it comes to uh, um, voting and choosing players because dwight Howard has had issues with teammates in the past and issue off the pitch as well, with whether it's family or anything, you understand. But that shouldn't go against him. That's what I personally believe. That shouldn't be good because most of the excuses they are giving, it doesn't make sense. Dwight should have been there. Okay, so the next question I want to ask, since everybody seems to agree that Dwight should have been in there, is that who should he have been there? Give me like two names or three names that he could have been there in place of. And out of these names. I don't want you to mention any of the old heads because it's not fair to them. Personally, I think that when it comes to these things, yes, maybe in their time they were less skilled. They, some of them didn't even have their accolades to match what some of the current guys are doing. But still, you have to measure them against the period they were in. So you can't just completely omit them. So maybe let's take out of the past... For the players who were in there, who played within the last 30 years, give me like two names that you think Dwight Howard should have replaced. Okay, first off, it has to be Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis. I mean, they are two phenomenal players. They are really great. But then if you look at the body of work that Dwight Howard has over the past decade or so, I mean, it's, it's just not... You can't compare. Because you look at Damian Lillard, for an example. He has six... All NBAs, one first team, four second teams, and one third team. I mean, that's pretty much it. What else does he have? He has those iconic games here against the Rockets, maybe the one against OKC too. But then that's pretty much it. He has been to the finals just once, and that was the Western Conference finals. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, he's great. But then is he great enough to be top 75? I really don't think so. 
you compare that to Dwight, who, are, who has been three times all defensive player of the year, five times all defense, eight times all star, eight times all NBA selections. I mean, just looking at the body of work and looking at the iconic performances and all that he has brought to the game, he has to be there in place of Damian Lillard. Like, you can even make an argument for Anthony Davis as well. If you compare their body of work, you look at AD. AD won only one playoff game with Pelican. Just one. And you compare that to Dwight taking the magic to the finals and all of that. You can see that, yeah, he is a better player or has been a better player than both Davis and Damian Lillard. That's what I have to say about it. Crack. Okay. I think I wouldn't go with two names because I think Dame deserves to be there. Because when you are talking about Steph Curry uh, transcending or being the reason why right now the NBA is three-point centric and everything, talking about distance shooters, Dame is one of the people that also changed the game. You understand? Because right now people can move from half court and just shoot. He was the one that brought range into the NBA. He's also very clutch and he has Dame time. Because when it's his time in the fourth quarter, he's Mr. Fourth Quarter. So there's, there's a lot of things that Dame does well. And he's in top five um, three-pointers of all time. You understand? He's in the list. So if if either have top five or top ten, but the person that Dwight should have replaced was AD. Because, as he said, AD with the Pelicans just won two playoffs games. You understand? One one no 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 not just just one round. Let's say one first round and was knocked out in the second round. You understand? And he has been injured most of the time. If he hadn't come to the Lakers, he wouldn't have won uh, a chip by now. But then what goes for him is he is one of the players that moved from college. Who was who was uh, another time in college? He won defensive player of the year. He won best player. You understand? And he won the title. Very few players have those accolades. And he brought it into the NBA and he's top five all-time in PER. You understand? Personal efficiency rating. He's top five in it. So you can people can make arguments for that. But when it comes in comparison to Dwight, AD shouldn't be ahead of Dwight. There's no two ways about it. But they deserve to be there, but not Anthony Davis. Some of the other names that got snubbed, Vince Carter, Mutombo, Tony Parker, Paul George... Ginobili, Gasol, all these guys, was it was it justified or you can make a case for any of them too? I can actually make a case for Gasol. I can make a case for Parker too because Parker, aside Parker winning um, four, four NBA titles, eh, two NBA titles, sorry, eh, I said two NBA titles. Aside Parker winning four NBA titles, he was final MVP as well. You understand over over LeBron in 2007 in his first NBA Finals, LeBron's first NBA Finals. Parker was the Finals MVP, and it wasn't anybody else than him. And he wasn't supposed to be the best player on the pitch, but he was the difference maker when San Antonio won. So if we are talking about that, he also was a snap. Some people will say Vince Carter, some people will say Alex English, some people will even say Bernard King, Tracy McGrady too. He was the guy I was talking about that. When he was in the Magic, he didn't take Magic to the finals, but Dwight did it. You understand? Some people also talk about Tracy McGrady and stuff, but if I'm going to talk, the biggest snaps are Dwight Howard, <clears throat> Dwight Howard, Tony Parker, and Paul Gasol. Okay. Atu, any of the other guys you think should have made it? Well, you can make an argument for a few of them, but personally, I don't think Parker should have made it. 
Parker, for the most part, I mean, he's an outstanding player. Won a lot of tricks and all of that. But then, most of the things he did was largely due to the influence of Tim Duncan. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I mean, you can make an argument for Vince. I guess you can make an argument for Vince. He really changed the game. He really brought basketball in its actual sense to Toronto. He really made, he changed the whole culture in Canada um, in terms of basketball and everything else. So, I mean, and he was great too. He had the highlights reels. He had those wonderful games, those highlight games. He has the games against uh, when he was in the net. He had those terrific games as well. So, yeah, you can make a case for Vince Carter. I can make a case for Kyrie Evans. Kyrie Evans was a controversial slam because Kyrie Evans has had a really wonderful career. I mean, he's box office. He's one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the ball. He is, he's as good as Allen Iverson when it comes to handles and all of that. So yeah, top 75. You can make an argument for Kyrie Evans as well. Okay. I will, I, honestly, I will, make a, I will make a case for Kyrie Evans. <laughs> not yet. At least not yet. But um, if you're comparing maybe Kyrie and Lillard, do you think that it might be very close between them? No, it is not. It is nowhere near. Because let, let me tell you why. They must be able to transform the Trailblazers ever since he, he was he was drafted by them. You understand? Kyrie, before LeBron and after LeBron, has proven that he can't lead the team on his own. The way Dame has done, or the way Dame was able to take um, um, the Blazers to the conference finals um, three seasons ago. You understand? Kyrie has never proven that. And Kyrie, let's not forget, last season, Kyrie decided to go on his own personal sabbatical that he wasn't in the right personal space, uh, mental space. But when videos came out he was actually at his sister's wedding without wearing a mask during the covid era Kyrie has been so controversial with a lot of weight and then again there are there are injuries that played Kyrie that he has missed a lot of nba games as well before uh, and before lebron Kyrie had never made the playoffs after lebron he went to the celtics he couldn't take them to the playoffs he took them to the semi-final the conference semis you understand but with and without Kyrie, the celtics were able to go to the finals back to back he went to the Nets. He couldn't take them to the playoffs as well. So, until Kyrie wins multiple championships with KD there right now, it will be really hard for him because right now, personally, he has proven not to be a good leader and he is not a leader as compared to the way Dame does for um, um, Trailblazers and the way um, Dwight has done did for um, the Orlando Magic Entities. He hasn't proven to be that. He has proven to be a very, very good co-star and the most skilled handler in NBA history. And me, yeah, I think he's the best finisher at the rim ever. Um, um, six, uh, um, six, five, and under. You understand? But he still has to do more to get into the top 75. Okay. So, moving on. Another major thing that has happened this season, probably the biggest news of this season, is the trade between the Nets and the Sixers. Now, in that trade, the Nets received Ben Simmons... Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first-round pick unprotected, a 2027 first-round pick protected. And on the other hand, the Sixers received James Harden and Paul Millsap. Now, Chile, it's been a crazy debate all over like the media, social media, everywhere about who won the trade. Because from the looks of it, everybody got some good pieces for their team. And so far, we've seen 
James Harden fits in quite well. He's he's in fact he's hit the ground running with a success alongside Joel Embiid because quite a few people said they might not be able to play well together. So at the moment, you are more or less seeing how much the Sixers have benefited from the trade. But with the Nets, on the other hand, you haven't actually seen how they've benefited because Ben Simmons has is yet to play. And Kyrie is still being Kyrie. He still can't play home games. Like We still can't see the full picture yet. But on the face of it, Crack, who do you think won this trade? Oh, the Brooklyn Nets. Why do you say so? Let me give you the perfect analogy of this trade. It's like the Nets basically went to the bank to rob the bank without without weapons. And they just walked in and walked out with the cash. With no resistance from uh, uh, the tellers, no resistance from the uh, security or the manager or anything. They just got marked. Like, Philly just got marked. Because, look, you got an old-ass Millsap. And you got James Harden. That's fine. You gave the Nets Ben Simmons, who is a young boy, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league and passes. You gave them Seth Curry, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. You gave them Andre Drummond, one of the best rebounders, offensive rebounders in the league and defensive blockers. You gave them two first-round picks as well, adding to KD, Kyrie. And you had James Harden. You got James Harden. And <clears throat> James Harden is an all-time player. He's very good in him, but he has the tendency of not showing up in the playoffs. He has the tendency of actually bottling it when the stakes are so high. And he has proven it so many times. But another point is, the feeling with James Harden's age and right now is regressing with his injury or, or his pending, he always gets ankle injury or knee injury right now. And with Embiid's uh, um, lack of fitness as well that this season he's actually playing a lot of games he can go down at any time i can give them at most they have two years span to win the league i said to win the league sorry to win the chip if they don't win the chip in two years it will be the biggest trade failure ever in the league because one i know there are a lot of what ifs surrounding the brooklyn as that they say they don't we don't know the kind of ben simmons we are getting because you don't know whether he's, he's, he's right in a mental space. When he comes back, he hasn't played for a, more over a year and a half. What, what will you get from him? And blah, blah, blah. But what of you losing by 29 points to Seth Curry, uh, Drummond, uh, um, KD, and Kyrie without Ben Simmons? Philly, you lost by 29 to them. In the face of after the trade, everybody was looking forward to this game. I was a total beatdown. Mm. I am not saying that in a seven-game series... It will go down like that where uh, Nets are the outright favorites. I'm not even looking at the Nets being the favorite this season. But with KD, anything is possible. But then again, you can only go with what you have been presented with. In the regular season game, the referees actually ref the game like it was a playoff game. Where they, were, they swallowed the whistle and were giving a lot of free throws to Embiid and Harden. So when it happened like that, they, had, they didn't have time to switch their game because... Harden and Embiid will kill you on the line. They are always playing for free throws. Harden can get 29 points and actually have tw- um, 39 points and actually have 24 free throws from the line. There are 24 points from the line. Just off free throws. Embiid too is like that. So these people have to, ad- have to adjust. And then you have Doc Rivers who is a very 
terrible in-game manager and fourth quarter manager, even though he's an all-time great as well. So with the Nets, they can build for the future because Seth Curry is young, Ben Simmons is young, and Andre Drummond is not even 30. You have Kyrie too, who is now going to turn 30 or is 29. So they can build for the for the next seven years, while Philly has the window of not more than two years to win a chip. If not, because James Harden has triggered this one year plus where he'll play next season for them. And after he'll think of whether renewing or staying with them. Nobody knows yet. But I think the Nets won the trade. And also, you were making a point about Kyrie being Kyrie, but I think we've moved past that where the vaccine mandate has been come down in New York. Where How can you, a fan, go to the um, arena without mask? But a player can't play. And even the NBA president has come to talk about the mandates not being sensible. Because it's true. When they played against a, a New York Knicks, Kyrie was able to purchase court-size seats, sit there and hack KD after the game without mask. So why can't you allow him to play? Why can't you just leave the mandate and let him play? I know it's very silly that people will say that, yeah, he wasn't a team player because he didn't vote, but that is his belief. And right now, the way the scientists and everything are proven right now is that it's reducing. You understand? The effect is reducing. We have a lot of booster shots and things. So, I mean, if I can walk to the place without mask and I can test and be negative and go and sit there without mask and shout and touch the place and things, I can also play. So, if they should look at that and also lift the mandate off. <laughs> and so, Charlie, who do you think won the trade? Do you agree with Kai? Yeah, I have to agree with him because. I mean, you need to look at it in terms of what both teams needed. Because when you look at Nets, Nets needed a defender badly. They needed someone who can defend 1-2-5 at, at a defensive player of the year level. And you, have, you get that with Ben Simmons. You need someone that can go to work on the interior. Because when you look at Blake Griffin, and you look at um, Aldridge, I mean, Aldridge is pretty good. He's okay with the shooting for mid-range and all. But then Blake Griffin has had a really terrible time in Brooklyn. So they needed to address that. And with getting Ben, you address your defensive issues and you get someone who can go to work on the interior as and when they need Blake. You have Drummond too, who can get you rebound. And a lot of people forget, Juhars is out for the rest of the season. So they needed someone that could really light it up from deep. I mean, you have Patty Rose, who was doing a pretty good job. But then it's Seth Curry. I mean, you take Seth Curry when he's available. So, with both Ben, with Seth, and with Drummond, I mean, it's 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 hard to see the Nets, or it's hard to say the Nets didn't win this trade. You look at Philly, they get Harden, they get Millsap. I mean, it's James Harden, 25 points. 25 points a game, 5.6 rebounds, 6.7 assists. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, James Harden is always going to be James Harden, former MVP, box office. And with Philly, what Philly needed most was someone who can create for himself and create for others as well. Because Tyrese Maxey was doing a pretty good job. But then, I mean, he's untested in the playoffs. You don't know what you get with him in the playoffs. So Harden was going to really boost up their offense. I mean, he and Embiid, they are going to be pretty good. But then as to whether... They can get free a chip. I mean, it's up in the air. But then, all things considered, you have to go with Brooklyn. Brooklyn won this trade. They have KD. They have Kyrie. They have Ben on defense. They have Seth and Patty raining it down from three. They have Claxton. They have, I mean, it's a really good team. It's a deep team. And they managed to address 
most of their weaknesses with this particular trade. Of course, with Philly to James Harden, you need to get James Harden. They need they had to get off the whole Simmons drama. It was really messing up with their regular season and I mean, it was just the talk of it. And it was it's pretty distracting. So you need to understand Philly when they make their trade to. I mean, it makes sense. Plus, Daryl Murray has that special link with James Harden as well. So, I mean, it was always going to work. But then, Gerald also made a strong point about Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is... Personally, I don't like Doc Rivers. <laughs> I mean, his, his, his inability to make... His inability to make the necessary changes as and when it's needed in the game is really frustrating. If you watch the game against Brooklyn just last week, I mean, at a point in time, he really needed to do something. He really needed to change it up because Brooklyn were being, uh, Philly were being killed on transition. Even KD said it after the game. They are really bad transition team and they don't give their second effort when it comes to rebounding and all of that. So they just took advantage of that and they were killing them. Everybody could see it. Doc Rivers did not make, he did not change anything. He stayed the same way for the, and they got killed. They got massacred. It was that bad. And even I mean, yesterday, against, against the Nuggets, he did the same thing. It, it's really frustrating to see. Honestly, it really pisses me off. When he was with the Clippers, when they were getting beat by Nuggets, it, it was, it was, I mean, Doc Rivers as your coach, it's just not going to work. And looking at Embiid, looking at Harden, there are players who have consistently flopped when, when it comes to the crunch, when it comes to time for them to step up, when it comes for them to really show that they are at the level of the all-time greats. They've always managed to come up short. So getting all these three together, it looks like a recipe for disaster. They are going to be great during the regular season, but come playoffs, I mean, it's going to be really bad. So yeah, next one this year. And also, I forgot to add something. Ever since Smiley was talking about James Harden hitting the ground running, yes, but against against teams above five hundred, that's the good teams. They actually won in three. You understand? They've lost against the Heat, they've lost against the Nets, and they lost against the Nuggets. And these are the kind of teams that you will be challenging in the playoffs. But you can't be beating the smaller teams that you are beating and just having fun. But when it comes to the bigger teams, they are losing. So there is a problem there too. Anyway, it seems the bookies do agree with the two of you because at the moment, the Nets are the favorites to win the Eastern Conference, followed by the Bucks before the Sixers. And overall, it's the Suns who are the favorites for the championship. And speaking of that, Atu, do you think the Suns are the one? This is the year for the Suns. Yes, this is the year for the Suns. This is absolutely the year for the Suns. Um, hello, 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 hello. Ato? Okay, we have King. Oh, King is back. Yeah, sorry, I was having some network issues, but I'm back. Um, before Ato jumps into the next topic, please, I want to comment a little bit about... The oh, no problem, go ahead, shoot. ...and then the Brooklyn Magistrate. Um, you poor you po have been, you po have been too nice to the whole thing. I'll be the stability <laughs> of the show for today. I'll go against the grid. Um, I would say, I would say, for, for, for my point of view, I'd say Philly won the trade because one, um, we don't know what kind of benchmarks we are getting at this moment in time. Um, two, Philly, uh, Brooklyn seems to be having issues day in day out with their injuries. They they can't seem to get the whole team on on the court at the same time. 
Here lies the case where Philly has their stars on the court and they are winning. Currently, they are winning. You get my point. And and if you look at it, um, Brooklyn seems to be a futuristic thing that's happening. They seem to be still upcoming and they seem to be still figuring out what they're doing. Right now, Philly knows what they're doing. It's hard, Harden is the, is the main man going to create and then distribute to everybody else. Embiid is going to be Embiid. He's going to be a bully in, in the center of the, of the court. He's going to just bully everybody. Nobody else can play against him at the moment. And we all can attest mm. to that. Not Someone, to not to cut you skip not to not to cut <laughs> but okay. Are you are, are you did you forget when the Nets face Philly without oh, Bill yeah. Oh it's a one game thing. Yeah, well no, it happens. Sometimes no, no, they have a bad they, game. They lost, and they, lost by, they lost they lost by how many points? Oh. They lost by twenty nine points. <laughs> when, when it, yes. And and oh, yes. and how uh, Hardy mm-hmm. went four for what? Again, that's a typical Hardy you get in the playoffs, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. you see what we are talking. You see what we are talking about. Who won the trade? We are not talking about is a do or die decision on who is winning the uh, who is supposed to win the uh, the the East or win the NBA title. Fine, you can make that mm-hmm. argument. But then again, yeah. have you ever seen an eighth seed? Brooklyn is currently mm-hmm. eighth or ninth in the East, though. But yes. still. The bookies have them on a uh, second behind the Suns to win oh, because of who KD alone. KD alone is a difference maker. Then you give them a forty point, forty uh, percent shooter in uh, a set carry who can go off at any time, and you give them another big man which they lacked in Drummond, who is also a very good rebounder, offensive rebounder. You gave them that, so they filled some of their gaps that they needed. You understand? And as time goes on, the mandate will definitely be lifted and Kyrie will be able to play home games. So in a seven-game series, Philly versus Nets, who are you picking? Without Simmons. Forget Simmons. Who are you picking? Without Simmons, I'm picking, I'm picking Philly. Well, that's your take. Anyway. Yes. Without Simmons, without, without Simmons I'm, if, if Simmons is available to play the whole series, then I might have to reconsider because one, one huge factor for the Brooklyn Nets is they don't have a defense. We all know they don't have a defense. Their defense is their attack. And and most of the time, it has to do with KD. If KD does not come up big in, in a game, then 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 the whole net no, team but, find but, it difficult but, to go ahead. But, you get it. But, actually, but, then, but, actually, but right I now... Bakin, actually, I can counter that too. Do you know why? Do you know the worst transition defense in the team, in the league? is the Philly. It's the Philly defense, yes. Yes, you understand. And the best, one of the best transition teams, scoring teams, are mm-hmm. the Nets. And even after the game, the mm-hmm. press conference, even KD pointed it out. He slipped. He didn't want to say it, but he slipped and he nearly said, oh, shit. Because second chance and third chance opportunities, they don't get it. But you and I know in the playoffs, the, the, there's little to no transition in the playoffs. The playoffs is, is a half-court game. The and when you talk about half-court, Thank you. And when you talk about half court, uh-huh. who better to to have a, a three point, a deadly three point shooter in uh, um, Seth Curry or Tyrese Maxi, who is an, who is inexperienced in the playoffs, or you want to talk about having Drummond on Embiid? Because you know that when they met, Drummond really worried Embiid. Yeah, you he, he, he would bother him, but then he would never stop him. There's and, no way you can and, stop and such a player. Who who on the who on the Philly team can guard KD? No one actually, no one. 
No one. Thank so, you. So, and do you know so, when? So, and do you know so when it comes to the playoffs? Do you know, do you know when it comes to the playoffs? What I know KD is happening is Embiid, Embiid will play out two-way play. Embiid will play out KD. Harden no. will then have to play out Kyrie by any means possible. Then the rest of the of the roster have to figure it out on their own. But you know, you know when they, you know when they met. Even with that, I know, I know they have, I know they have. Go, go ahead, Kak. Go ahead. You know, you know when they met, Kyrie guarded Harden on most positions, and Harden still was was tanking. Do you know that, right? I I, I saw the highlight. It was just a bad day for Harden. I tell no, you. It you was see, just a you bad see. Day let me Harden. tell you something. When you talk about just bad day, mm-hmm. if you are Harden fan or you follow Harden follow, how many bad days does he have in big in big games? Not that much. Not that many, actually. A lot, actually. A lot. You are chasing feelings. You are chasing feelings. So let me let me start. I know what you want. You want me to start. You want me to start. You want me to start listening. You point to the Rocket Golden State game. Where, I won't even point to that. Let me start. Let me start. Let me start. Twenty seventeen without 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 scoring. I understand. Oh no! Actually, 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 do you know when I will start from? I will start from Portland. Portland versus Rockets. Uh huh. Um, uh, was it um 2015 or so? Yeah, last shot, not rocket out. Yeah. 2018, yeah. Ro- Rockets mm-hmm. versus uh, um uh, Golden State without Kawhi. Listen, oh, they had they were, they had no Kawhi and they had no Parker. Only Ginobili and the rest did it. They knocked them out. And then you come, but, you, but, come but, to, but you know that you come to the first, and you come to 2019. Look, it is not about that. I'm talking about the big games that James Harden hasn't turned out at all when he's supposed to win. Do you get what but, I mean by but, that? But now, but now he has a very he has a big man beside him who who he can trust and who he can just jump the ball to. If he, if he goes well, for we, if he goes we, for his if he goes we, for his we, one we on one go, and it doesn't work, he can just lay it off in bid and bid. Even though will just go to the rim, and and, and even though he, he was even though he was seventy percent fit in the last. And playoffs against Milwaukee, he still mm-hmm. went what four? Was it was it seven for twenty or four for nineteen? We, we all, we all know he was, he, was, he was not even half. He was not even half fit to play. You to see, play in that and when you talk about we that, the, the that. guy was the guy was missing shots. It's not as if he was driving to the paint and he was being hacked on. His play is not premeditated on that or predicted on that. You understand? The guy is a shooter. But but but, but you know, when but you know, going you know, off, you know he will miss to shoot, right? You need but that's true. Any, any, but that's true. Anyone from a hamstring. So from a hamstring, it's yeah. very difficult to lift off. But but that same hamstring helped them in knocking out uh, um, the the this one right the the Celtics right. The what? The Celtics. When they knocked the Celtics out in their last two games, he played yeah. with hamstring. Uh-huh. Yes, he played. So, yeah, but 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 in the Celtics, I I different team. We are talking we are talking about them against the Milwaukee. Which which was a different yeah, and, ball game altogether. And, and, and I'm saying that mm-hmm. he has a tendency of choking when the go the when you need him the most in big playoff games. It's there. I've not even mentioned um 2020 in the bubble against the Lakers. He did the all, same thing. He won, was, know, he won three all for All I 11. know is he's a former MVP. He's he's, he's <laughs> able to give you thirty and thirty in nine or thirty in ten any given yeah, day. He he's can a, do that. He's any, a look. He's a look. He's a look. He's a look at now. So. In, well, in football, you, you, in football, in football, Harden, in football, Harden will be a group state champion when it comes <laughs> you, to the knockout stage. No era, 
you choose to say that, but I wouldn't agree because right now they are rolling. They face the ground rolling. Right now, we don't, we don't even we don't know how the Brooklyn Nets team is going to look like. You are talking about okay, okay, okay. You don't even okay, know how they're okay, going to look like. You get okay, but you, you are know, talking you know, about. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big cog in in the whole in the whole system for them. Right now they have right now but, they have the Simmons. Simmons is going to be the point guard, and it's, it's a big it's a big factor when it comes to um the whole game for the whole game plan for for the Brooklyn Nets. Because Nets, ben, because Ben, ben Simmons can guard the opposition's best guard. That's one of his yes, best attributes. He can do a whole lot. Yeah. But, yes, but, but, but you are talking about the Philly. You are talking about Philly hitting the ground running, right? Yes. With Harden, yes. But yes, with what Harden. about their what about their, their record against the biggest teams they met right now? Well, it's it's something it's something they're figuring out now. It's something they're figuring out because um, <laughs> so they, all, so, all, all, all so the they, the ground running. Wait, wait, wait. All of the face the ground running. They are, you know the NBA at any given day, any you can lose against any any team in the NBA. You know that, Kaki. You know that physically. But not many teams. But, day, but, but, lo- lose but losing, but losing against you lost against the Nuggets, and the Nuggets don't have two superstars like you do. So what's the excuse there? But but in the end, what's our record? It's it's higher than it's higher than the Nets, right? Oh, you there? We all know why the Nets are where Isn't they it? are. But fully fit Nets against fully fit. Um, Philly, I, I'm not choosing Philly mm-hmm. over it. Well, okay. So, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hoping and praying. Um, you know, some... as if I leave the two of you, I'm just going to go on and on and on. So, moving on. <laughs> as I was asking before, so, so, before so this we'll, entire we'll argument, we'll see what happened in the, in the Eastern Conference if, if the finals and then, um, in the playoffs. We will we, we'll see. We will we'll 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 get to see. find out. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I was saying. The Suns are currently the favorites for the championship. And I was just asking, is this their year? Because last year they lost in the finals. They are playing right now with a chip on their shoulder. They have something to prove. Is this the year they do it? Crack. Um, they can't do it without Chris Paul, honestly. Because the Suns are very good right now. And um, after the... After the, um, the all-star game i mean they're on a roll as well but they've lost in a couple of big matches where they've proven that they need uh chris paul's girl and experience to lead them you understand and they might be the best team in in the nba right now which is which is fact that one day is fact but i will still pick the milwaukee bucks in seven games over over uh, uh um the suns you understand and i can still even pick nah i think only the bucks can Handle them, but if the Bucks don't make it to the NBA final against the Nets, against um, Philly, the Suns are favorite. But if they meet the Bucks, I don't think they can beat the Bucks because the Bucks match them big for big. 18, 18 for uh, um, um, what's the name? The Greek freak, you understand? And they also have big bodies, and they have they added uh, Bisma Bayombo, who is one of my very hard-working, good players that I like in the NBA that people doesn't really take notice of. You understand? And they have Gabriel uh, Magui also over there. But without Chris Paul in the playoffs, or without a fully fit Chris Paul, it will be hard for them. But they, they are their favorites. And this year could be their year if they don't meet the Bucks in the finals. King, do you agree? Uh, I would agree that without Chris Paul, it's, it's going to be difficult. Um... Yes, they are the favorites as 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 the standings declare. But then um there are a few things that they need to address before they will be able to 
get over the hump? I think one, one has to do with them um, giving a, in, in, um, them integrating um, eighteen into the, into their into their into their offense. Because sometimes you can see that you can when you watch their game. Sometimes I don't watch their game very often, but the the least amount I've watched. When when you are watching, you get to see that eighteen sometimes um, gets open in the in in the middle of the court, and then when when he's supposed to get the ball. They tend to go for the shooters who are around, like um, Boca and then and then the rest of the guys. I know Boca is a good Boca is a really good scorer. He's a really really good scorer. But but I think in, uh, integrating eighteen would give them some leeway, since um, everybody knows the ball is going through Boca all the time. Chris Paul will be Chris Paul. He's gonna he's gonna get his probably eighteen to twenty points with about ten to twelve um, assists and about five or seven rebounds. That one, he's going to get it. He's, he's so experienced and he has, his IQ is so high that he can literally make that happen any day. But then the, the rest, as I said, would, would, would depend on 18 and then would depend on Boca. Boca, I've seen this, this, this particular season, he, he has seemed to be, he has seemed to take a, a notch up after the final, after the final defeat. Now you can see his, his, his short selections are, are very good. Um, he takes his time. He sort of let the game come to him. He doesn't rush it anymore, um, and then and then he makes he makes things happen. But what the biggest factor I think that would make them get over the hump will be Aiton. If, if they're able to um, include him and and make him a very big part of of their offense, that's 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 what I think. Yeah, but okay. but uh, one last thing. Sorry, Smiley. Let me add one last thing. We forgot mm-hmm. to even talk about um, mm-hmm. uh, um, Bridges. Michael Bridges. We forgot yeah, to talk about him. How is yeah. he's a very key? Yeah, how is a very key factor to them to buy him. So yeah, that's all I. Had, uh, yeah, that's 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 what I said because um, Michael Bridges and then um, 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 and then Boca, they they are they are yeah. the, they are the on the wing. So like when 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 Chris Paul is, is is bringing the ball up 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 the court, he usually looks at those people on the wings. But then most of the time, you can see Aiden Aiden has already sealed sealed the center guy for the position. Yeah. He always, he almost always has the center guy sealed. So if you're able to dump yeah. the ball to him like two to two to five plays continuously, now the attention will go to now the attention will go to him in the center. Then it frees up some space on the wings as well, so that um, for Jekra, for Jekra they, they can as well. exactly so that they can they can go into their mid range, which I know Chris Paul is, is just fire in the mid range. It's money, he's, money, he's money. He's cash in the in the mid range. So. If you're able to do that, it will give you some a little bit of um, um, differences in your offense. Instead of always going to the wings and then trying to make things happen on the wings, and then and, and it, it stifles and it makes your whole team predictable in, in a way. That's 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 my 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 thought actually. Okay, I don't know if we still have Atu on with us because it seems like he's also uh, having uh, network I issues. Think he's gone off. Uh, so <laughs> wait, but before we even okay. move on, like. It seems like nobody's mentioning mentioning Golden State because at the moment they have uh, Clay Thompson back finally. Draymond Green just made his return from injury, which means that him, Curry, and Clay Thompson played their first game together for the first time since is it 2019 yeah. or something? Yeah. So don't you think that you guys are writing them off? Because I don't seem to be hearing you know, any of you mentioning you know, them in all of this. Nobody is... Uh, we are not really writing them off because they can make the conference final. Mm-hmm. The only issue I have with Golden State is 
they don't have big bodies and they get killed in the pins i know yeah. Draymond is a center and when he goes small ball he can really defend the opposition's center intense but for he can't do that for four quarters and when he meets the suns even against the lakers they suffer against ad and lebron's size you understand so when you meet the suns where they have 18 they have maggie and they have biombo rotating Draymond can't play all four quarter, and they don't have uh, the, the other guy. They have uh, what's his name? Sir? Um, Looney. Looney yeah. is not as experienced as the rest. You understand? And then their best center that is supposed to be the wise man is still struggling with injuries. So until he comes and we see what what he can do, you they will beat them in the pace and will beat them with bodies. You understand? So I I know they are very good. They can make their if I mean if they win it if they win the West, kudos to them. They are one of the favorites, but. I don't see them beating the Suns in a seven-game series. Well, um, yeah, with 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 the Golden State Warriors, uh, it's a bit dicey because currently, as as you said, the three-headed monster is now playing their first game since 2019, and and um, right now, although we we know what they've done in the past, currently, um, somehow might say we haven't really seen them together on the court. So until they play a few games for us to see what they can do, that's when we can be able to give an honest opinion. And then crack, I also agree with you with with the, with the, with the center with the, with the big body. Um, why I don't know what's happening to Wiseman. I don't know. Like it's as if the moment he stepped foot in Golden State, he's, he's been injured almost sixty percent of the time. I, I, I know, right? And 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 it's and it's really it's really um worrying. Well, right now he's back. He's back playing in in the um, G League, but even with that, self, he's not showing. He's not showing it, exactly any yes. potential. So, Looney, and also, uh-huh. and also talking yeah. about Draymond, Draymond too. You don't know with regards to his health situation. Mm-hmm. Today he can play, and tomorrow you have his back spasm. Yeah. So you can't tell with that too. You see, you see, one thing, one thing about Draymond is I think um, his style of play is more about the energy and is more about the aggression. And and as of now, with with his age creeping up, I think he's losing a bit of of that. His his energy is a little is draining a little. I don't. But, but I, I, one, that's what I but, think. But 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 one thing he brings without the physicality recent um, like in currently because he's growing is his smartness and his passing. He's yes, the best yes. passer in the Golden State. So when he's available, he becomes the primary ball handler, and Steph Curry will run around with you. Clay will run around with you because he can pick them, and they have the chemistry see, already. In, in and part, also, he would, he, he would he controls them. No, you see, the thing is that when he's at the back, just like a quarterback, he reads the defensive plays. He's very vocal, just like LeBron. Hey, move here, do this, stand here, do that, do that, do that. They've been missing that when he's not there. But when he came recently in their last game where they won uh, against the Wizards. Yeah. I watched the game, and and you can see that it's like they didn't skip a bit, even though they missed. That's why um, Steph Curry was able to go for forty-seven points because he didn't have the yes. task of also being the. And we are even forgetting to talk about uh, uh, this guy. Uh, this Andrew guy Wiggins. experienced. Uh, Wiggins. Not Wiggins. Not Wiggins. Um, they are experienced wing that they brought him back and defender Iguodala. Iguodala. If if Igi two comes. That would be a positive for them, but I still don't see them beating the Suns. Well, well, um, ask me, me, I, I think, I think they can, they can even get to the conference finals. 
if if they if they put things together, if they catch the right fire at the right time, if they catch the right momentum at the right time, they can they can get to the conference finals. But then, um, beating Suns in a seven game series, I think it will be it will be a little bit if they don't have Wiseman in there because as you said, Looney Looney is Looney is not really a, a starting center. I don't know if if if, if you would agree with me, but yes, Looney is not, not really a starting center. He's someone who comes in. Gives you the energy, gives you the stops, gives you the the the. He takes the charges and all that, and then and then sometimes you you get a good game out of him. But for him to start and actually be impactful from from jump from the tip of, uh, it will be it will be first first series will and, be difficult. And Looney fouls out so easily. Yes, yes, because he he wants, to, he wants to take all the charges. He wants to take all the charges, <laughs> and then and that that gets him in foul trouble all the time. So yeah. Them, them not having, them not having, not, not having a big body in the center. It, it would, it would be a problem. That's, that's one thing people, people did not, uh, people underrated uh, Boget, Andrew Boget when he was part of the Golden State yeah, Warriors. Yeah, because yeah. Pe- pe- people didn't really see his impact due to the fact that um, the Splash Brothers were just going up and down, shooting and all that. So you could only see the, the, the shots falling and all that. But then he was really a big cog. Because when 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 the when the shots are not falling and when when they are finding difficulty, just dump the ball to him. In like two three plays, he you just flips the he just flips the ball into the net as usual. We, we all know he's he's tall as <laughs> anybody can think of. When he raises up his and hand, also did, he and just, they also did the same. And they also did the same thing with Javel Magide. Exactly so, with Magide. So if yeah. if you don't have if you don't have if Wiseman doesn't come up early. And then and then joins the team they'll for be, them to be able to make something happen. Uh, yes, coming out of the West would be would be a bit of an issue for them. Anyway, this brings us to the end of the episode. We've had a good conversation, yeah. even though we had a little yeah. network trouble yeah. here and there. We've had a good yeah. conversation, and so yeah, I just want to say thank you to Atu and King for coming no through problem. for us. No it was a bit of a short notice, yeah. but v- very very short notice actually. <laughs> 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 that's what we do on this side this yeah. side yeah. one two yeah. then we move but anyway it's been good and Charlie crack as always crack the announce <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah as I said in the beginning we'll be hoping to do more of these mm-hmm. episodes at least once a month yeah. there'll be some months that we do it even more yeah, than once a month and that that'll be yeah, nice. So that so that like, Kak and I will we'll, we'll get we'll get our we'll get our fantasy off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the back yeah, of the phone. Yeah, 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 we can do our like things day boys and we can do our thing. You be MJ guy or LeBron guy? I'll be MJ guy actually. I'm a, I'm actually a Lakers no. guy. I'm a Lakers guy through and through. No, I'm talking about so MJ versus LeBron, who will you go for? MJ versus LeBron? Who is your oh, oh I'll go for MJ. Uh, I like this. I, 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 Thank I'll, you. I'll go. I'll go for. I'll go for MJ. I'll go for MJ because. Um, what do you call no, it? No, 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 no. We are not. We are not doing it now. We have okay. time. Don't worry. We'll come back to it. Yeah. No problem. But I'll go for MJ. No I'll go for MJ all day. <laughs> At least we know your yeah. stance now. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, thank you to King and Atu for coming through. Thank you to Crack. And um, remember, if you haven't done this already, please subscribe to the our podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast, we are there. And you can also listen to us on our own websites. That's listen to gcr.com. 
we are also over there. All our episodes are there. You can listen to episodes from all the other podcasts on the GCR network, including Sincerely Accra, Free Your Mind, Sex and Sanity, Boga Podcast. We plenty. There are like 12 of them. I can't remember all of them, but any of the podcasts that you want to listen to, there are plenty of podcasts over there for you to listen to. So, um, and also, if you listen to this episode and you like it, just go to any of the podcast platforms, give us a five-star rating. If you like it, if you don't like it, it's not by force. Make you no go give you one star. Just We just need the ratings so that it helps the podcast platform to spread it to other people for them to also find us easily. And if you want to talk about the podcast, just use the hashtag, hashtag ATWGCR just so that other people can follow the conversation easily. So, as I was saying, we've come to the end of the episode. It's been me, Smiley, doing the hosting duty. We've had Crack, we've had King, and we've had Atu. Thank you, everyone. And also, before we go, last one, um, our latest main ATW episode came out. Actually, today, today is a Tuesday. We are recording on a Tuesday. This will probably come out on Wednesday, but we are recording yeah. on Tuesday. Our main episode came out. It was called um, Chelsea and Temo. <laughs> so just go to... Just, yes, just, so just go the beginning, one. two minutes would, would get you cracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go and listen to it when you yeah. have the chance. And yes, so anyway, till we come again, ATW dominates the conversation. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.